Hey there, Cape Cod. It's high noon and, and a little bit uh, on Wednesday, and we're here to talk on Life with Gwen. With us today is Doria Demano. How'd that <laughs> do? Okay, job. there. Perfect. Doria, I'm going to call you by your first Please name do. if you don't mind. And Doria is. Um, is from South Dennis, and she's a filmmaker. She and her son-in-law, uh, Chris Simmons from Harwich, have gotten together and produced a documentary looking at the lives of four women who are living with metastatic breast cancer. This is, uh, as many of you may know, National Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and there are many, many things going on. Here's a chance to to talk with, to, to get a sense of some of what's going on with these four particular women whose lives have been chronicled in your film, Living. Living, correct. Welcome. Thank you. It's, uh, I'm really pleased to be here and have an opportunity to share their message, which as you and I spoke earlier and I mentioned to you that the overarching reason these women were willing to share their very personal stories, not always easy stories, is because they wanted to educate and inform about metastatic breast cancer. And tell me just the, the short version of what that is for anyone who may not be familiar with it. Mm -hmm. There is what, what I not very technically call plain old breast cancer, which is what if, if women get breast cancer and men, that would be what most of them get is some form of stage zero, one, two, or even three breast cancer. Metastatic breast cancer is incurable. It's a cancer that has spread beyond the breast. It can go to the brain, the liver, kidneys, bones. Um, but when you reach st stage four metastatic, it's no longer curable. Um, folks like to think of it as treatable. Mm -hmm. And the goal is to extend one's life for as long as possible. But you know when you get that diagnosis that that it's a it's a terminal diagnosis so it's more than a challenge and uh, i think that you know your film gives us a peek into some of the choices that people make to do things that they they've wanted to do um and and to also take treatment that will extend their lives but but will you know that they can manage well enough so that they can still live while they're going through the treatments and oddly enough for many women who have metastatic breast cancer, traditional chemotherapy is often not an option. So you may run into a woman who looks perfectly healthy. She's not lost her hair. She's not lost a great deal of weight. She's going on about her life. And yet she knows that her time is limited by metastatic breast cancer. There are some incredible clinical trials going on, and certainly some of these women took advantage of that, um, as well as some of the more traditional chemotherapy treatments. Mm -hmm. And I, I think the, the movie said that there's between 140 and 160,000 people, mostly women, but a few men, who are living with metastatic breast cancer. The most recent statistic I've seen is, is in the 160 range, yes. Mm -hmm. I, I thought the movie was, was very interesting because it helped to understand some, based on just four people, but some of the um, feelings and, and the thinking that people are going through as they are, are choosing this life. You know, um, they're not just staying in bed, they're, they're out there living, and, but it's, you know, it, it's, it's definitely something that they have to come to terms with. Tell me 
a little bit, if you would, mm -hmm. about um, about how you got involved with this film. I'll, I'll try and condense it as much as possible. I think you possible. have to start by telling us about your own experience with cancer. I did. Ha well, I've had cancer twice. I had cervical cancer um, in 2001 and then was diagnosed with breast cancer in 2007. Not metastatic, um, but... Plain old regular. P.O.B., yeah. plain old breast cancer, and, and, and uh, one form of it that was pretty aggressive. So that's when I really got involved in the thinking about life with cancer and also um, talking to other women about it as well. But meanwhile, I was uh, up until recently when I retired, I was a college professor and I taught film among other things. And I had a student who um, was celebrating her fifth year anniversary of being cancer free and finished her treatment. And she'd had plain old breast cancer and our family had a huge party for her. And she was very open about it. So she and I chatted a bit after class, mm -hmm. uh, which I, wouldn't do with a traditional 18 year old, but with a woman in her fifties felt I could, you know, we could talk about it. And, and she was very um, self-deprecating and funny and, and uh, just incredible about it. And um, shared stories. And then I can't remember if it was a week later or two weeks later, she came to class clearly upset and confessed to me or shared with me that she had just been re-diagnosed and that she had metastatic breast cancer. So she had gone in, in two weeks from celebrating five years of, hooray, I finished my treatment and, and I'm gonna be fine. Five years tends to be a marker that people really try to get to. It does, and, and I will say my own physicians had said, you know, we look at five years, but it, it's not really. It's I mean, it's a good way to think about it, but it could be any time, so right. we, you know, don't, don't put too much stock in five years, but five years is okay. Uh, but she shared with me her diagnosis and, and she managed to finish the class and not only finish the class, but graduate with her communication degree. And she was the uh, commencement speaker for the continuing, edu continuing education program at the college. About a year later, she got in touch with me and said, I wanna make a film can you help me? I want to make a film about women who have metastatic breast cancer and who are living their lives. Because what I'm finding is people assume that when you've been diagnosed with MBC, um, you know, life is over, say goodbye. And she said, I, I'm living an incredibly full life. I work, I finished school. I'm, uh, she did, did public speaking. She had a lot of volunteer activities and community outreach. And she said, people need to know. They mm -hmm. need to know first that there's a high percentage of women who have plain old breast cancer who will get metastatic breast cancer. Some, usually around 33% is the number you see and hear. Um, and she said, people should know that. I was never told when I had plain old breast cancer that there was a one in three chance I'd be metastatic. But she also wanted to educate what it was because you, as a, a patient, you run into people and say, so you're, you're in remission, huh? Or you're cured, huh? You look great. And the answer is no, there is no remission. There is no cure, but I'm living. And so she asked if I would help get someone to do it. And I, I thought about it for quite some time and, and really thought, you know, this isn't a student film. I can't ask a, a student to do a film of this sensitivity. Mm -hmm. I was sharing the story with my son-in-law who is a, a director and cinematographer and editor. And I hadn't even finished telling the story and he said, I'll do it with you. 
where he was going to find the time, we didn't know. But and your uh, student was uh, was excited and on board. With she this? was so on board, and we had an initial meeting, and then we were launched. And and uh, the first our first challenge really was we need to include some other women, and then now, it took off from the there. Film? Yes, she is in the film prominently throughout. Uh, in fact. The first real talking scene of the film is her telling why she wanted to make the film. Ah. Uh, and she's also the last piece in the film. So she's in it prominently. It might be a good idea for us to stop. And I want to repeat this a few times mm -hmm. because, you know, people come and, 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 uh, and go with the show mm -hmm. in our 30 minutes. Um, and I want to remind all of you that if you are watching now, you can write in on Facebook Live, the Cape Cod Times Facebook Live and uh, send your questions, send your comments, you know, send your good thoughts. If because I think that every one of us knows someone who has breast for sure. cancer, for sure, um, or has another kind of cancer. It's <laughs> it's a terrible epidemic we're living in. Um, and um, tell me a little bit, if you would, about how people can access this film. How can they watch it? There are a number of ways. Perhaps the easiest is YouTube. Um, and if you contact Gwen, <clears throat> excuse me, or contact me, we'll give you the YouTube link because it is a long, it is a long link. Are there link. some search words that you can pull it up with? Not quite yet because it hasn't been up there that long. So okay. I have not been able to search long enough to find it, but it's on YouTube. Um, and it's called Living. It's called uh, Breast Cancer is the subject. I'm sure mm -hmm. it comes up in, in, in the film. So And the... My email address is simply livingmbc at gmail. So that's a pretty easy um, okay. email address. We will get some of these addresses into the comment section as well right. um, so that you can find them. It's also available on a number of cable outlets. Um, some cable folks picked it up and put it on their main server mm -hmm. so that any cable outlet that has something called Telview really across the country uh, can download it and show oh, it. And wonderful. the last time I checked, there were nearly 20, including several on Cape, mm -hmm. um, have, have picked it up for, I assume, for Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Mm -hmm. So uh, it will continue to be on cable and calling your local cable outlet and saying, are you showing this and, and when is another way to see it. Okay, great. And I think that you also uh, were mentioning that that the link is is also on the Cape Cod Healthcare website. It is. They have uh, sort of partnered with us a little bit as part of their breast cancer awareness messaging for October and put the link on there as well. So there are a, year a number of ways. They're doing a lot of um, a lot of work with support the mm -hmm. uh, the wellness collaborative. Right. Um, you know, so it, that's that'd be another place mm -hmm. where you can. Find the movie right, so that you sure. can watch it. Yeah. How long is it now? 40 minutes. 40 minutes. It uh, it started out as a 30-minute film, and, and um, <clears throat> we knew we hadn't finished it but hadn't figured out quite how to finish it and decided we needed to do one more interview with all four women, sort of mm -hmm. an epilogue. So there's a 10-minute epilogue of more current, here's where they are now, one year later, two years later, here's what's happened. So it's 40 minutes, which is an awkward time, but fine. <laughs> I think time is, is somewhat fluid in, in the uh, internet world that we live in. Exactly. So, um, but, um, so this is how you started. Mm -hmm. And uh, in terms of your own experience and, and meeting your student, and, and uh, maybe you could tell us a little bit about um, 
the people who are are in the film. Love to love to talk about them. Um, four, as I say, extraordinary women. Lisa, who is the driving force, was the outreach coordinator for the Plymouth Sheriff's Department ah. for several years. So people and might know her that way. So people might know Lisa Budge Johnson from that experience. Um, Carol Choey is from Wellesley, and Carol is the marathoner. She is. Mm -hmm still training for her next marathon. And she kind of jokes that she runs a lot more slowly than she used to. But Carol has um, had plano breast cancer, thyroid cancer, and metastatic breast cancer. And she runs marathons, which is, and has raised hundreds of thousands of dollars for metastatic breast cancer research. She does a, a huge fashion show every year um, and raises money in her marathons. Corey Taylor is a professor at Wellesley College, where we'll be showing the film I just heard this morning uh, on October 29th. And uh, she's what is called, or was what was, is what is called de novo, which is you've had no cancer whatsoever at all, ever, and your first diagnosis, so it's from the start, metastatic. is metastatic breast cancer. So as you can only imagine what a challenge that, that must be for someone. Um, you... you Basically, with the treatments, they're pretty much chasing the cancer yeah, when it's exactly. metastatic because it can go anywhere in your body. And one of the things that's been described to me is you sort of have a list of treatments and you just sort of, well, I'm going to be on this medication for as long as it works. Mm -hmm. And that may be a month, maybe 10 or 12 months. Mm -hmm. And when it stops working, we move down the list and we move down the list and we move down the list. So uh, in that sense, there's, there's some very hopeful moments. And sometimes it does involve chemotherapy and sometimes it does involve radiation if there's metastases to the brain or something. But uh, you, are, you are chasing the cancer. And if I could, I, I don't want to say I joke about this, but I often comment, if you're going to get breast cancer, get it in Massachusetts. Uh, because we have such incredible resources and real cutting edge um, research and, and care. Um, the fourth woman, uh, Duncan Finnegan, is from Milton. She's a um, marketing executive for a shoe company and the mom of four. And her thing is the Pan Mass Challenge. And she and her family have raised, again, tens of thousands for um, Dana-Farber, and she had a, has a team at Dana-Farber, Duncan's team through Dana-Farber. So they're all committed to education, information, and also fundraising that goes not to breast cancer research, but to metastatic breast cancer research, figuring if, mm -hmm. if they can cure metastatic breast cancer, everything else you can take care of right. because that, that would be the ultimate. Because there are more treatments for, for breast cancer exactly. as opposed right. to um, once it's gotten into your system right. and gone after other systems right. and organs. Right. Um, it, uh, it is pretty viral at that point. Uh, viral is more the word I'm looking for. It's, it goes fast. And, yeah. and yeah. But that's the thing is you, you never know how fast. So, right. you know, um, when my husband had, brain cancer, we knew he was living on borrowed time, mm -hmm. but you never know how long that's going to be. So you just right. want to have, you know, appreciate every day that you feel well enough to appreciate. Right. right. So. And that's part of the message from these women as well is um, they, they didn't want the film to be a film about 
oh, before I die, I want to see my, I want to do this. I want to climb Mount Everest or whatever. But it's, I'm going to live every moment I have. Mm -hmm. I'm living. I'm living my life. I'm going to travel. I'm going to love my family. I'm going to spend more time with my friends. I'm, I'm not going to turn down invitations to things for whatever reason. Um, I'm going to get up and take the kids to school. I'm going to get up morning. and take the kids to school in the morning and cook dinner. One of, uh, one of the women jokes in the film that, you know, one of her sons said to her, "Why weren't you at my soccer game today?" And she said, "Well, I was at the hospital." Well, why were you at the hospital? Well, I have cancer. <laughs> you know, the family almost is living a normal life. They kind of forget mm -hmm. because sometimes these women are living so well, which is of course, and you don't know how long exactly. So yeah. you know, yeah. if you uh, and. You know, we, we don't want to show any disrespect to people who are, are struggling and choosing to take some time for themselves as opposed to, you know, yeah. I can see that as being a viable option as well. Okay. But with your film, people can learn more about that struggle and, and perhaps mm -hmm. feel less alone. Well, and these women all approach it quite differently and have different life circumstances, but I, I think are so open to doing what works for you. And if, if what works for you is focusing on your family or focusing on something that gives you pleasure or just, you know, reading great books or knitting mm -hmm. great Afghans, that's what you do. Mm -hmm. but, but don't be held back from living the time that you have. Very, very well put. You, uh, you said to me when we were talking before, um, before today's show that, that people realize after they're diagnosed that, you know, Yes, I, I'm I'm going to die, but I'm not going to die tomorrow. And uh, mm -hmm. what was the story someone else told us to, to uh, well, uh, one, one of the one recently of the, diagnosed? One of the people in the film says that one of the things you have to remember is you're not going to die today, and mm -hmm. you're probably not going to die tomorrow or, or even next week. Right. So, as hard as it is to sort of put that aside. That's the reality. So it, uh, you know, it. Uh, we do want to also to to laud all the efforts to raise money. Uh, not only that, these women are, mm -hmm. are obviously uh, uh, doing a great job at, but but if you look around your community, if you look on websites, um, you're uh, going to um, you you're going to. We have a comment, and I'll get to that in just a moment. Um, I know you guys can tell when I'm doing something other than talking <laughs> straight up. Uh, what I was saying was that um, there's so many things going on in communities. We've heard of a cutathon in uh, at a born hair salon, and um, you know there are some listed uh, on our website and also on the uh, on the Cape Cod Healthcare website. Um, and uh, so. If you want to help in that way, there are a lot of opportunities this lots, month to, there are lots to do of ways that. To help. You know? And even something like Relay for Life, which on Cape Cod is in June, mm -hmm. it's a signature event for the American Cancer Society, there are relay teams who are raising money year-round. So if you just watch your newspaper or Facebook or whatever, right. you're going to see something about all money raised will go to our Relay for Life team. It, uh, I'm, I'm going to read the comments. We have a comment. Uh, uh, Thank you for tackling this subject. I look forward to seeing your film. Thank goodness for continuing research. Uh, this is from Jane Reed Wilson, a 10-year uh, breast cancer survivor. 
And uh, I think she brings up a good point mm -hmm. about the continuing research. Mm -hmm. I know that when we were going through cancer at my house, that we, we sort of thought every study we help with, you know, mm -hmm. may be in time, may not be in time, but it will be helping someone because the research mm -hmm. changes day to day. And uh, several of the women refer to this in their remarks over the course of the film that it may not be in my lifetime, but it's, it's, I hope it's going to help somebody. At some and you point. think, but it might be in a daughter's lifetime or a son's. Precisely. And also, even during the time since they were diagnosed, more drugs have come on the market. It's, you know, it's an ongoing, constant struggle. Right. And I, I learned um, when I was at Dana-Farber recently that they just received a $20 million anonymous gift strictly for metastatic breast cancer oh, research, which is extraordinary. To, to Dana-Farber yeah. and all the people who are treated what there. What a difference that will make. Oh, yes. That's yeah. absolutely yeah. amazing. So, yeah. um, but um, but that is not to say that, that the... Uh, the twenty dollars you pay for that haircut, yes. or the the fifteen dollars you pay for that dessert, you know, for yeah. Boston uh, Cape Cod bakes for breast cancer. Yeah, exactly. Um, those things, you know, every pail is filled drop by drop. And so many um, of the fundraisers for for breast cancer in general, or cancer in general, go to causes that help with families, help families. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's not going to research, but your twenty five dollars might buy. Uh, a gift card for a family to have somebody cut their lawn or help mm. with the house cleaning or, or some meals or something. Um, one of the, if I have time for sure. story, uh, Lisa, the, you know, the initiator of the film, when she was first diagnosed um, with plain old breast cancer, started a, uh, an organization called Score for a Cure, a women's soccer tournament because she was a, an ardent soccer, soccer player grew over the years so that it was netting thirty and forty thousand dollars per year with forty teams coming from all over I guess all over New England converging in Plymouth to do this big indoor soccer tournament. And the score for a cure money goes directly to women and families who need housekeeping, childcare services, rides to appointments gift cards for food or gift cards mm. for services. So oh, that's wonderful. Um, if, if you have a chance to support score for a cure, their tournament is uh, in March and they are, uh, they do just extraordinary work, but it's a different way to help people with uh, breast cancer. It, uh, it's amazing that um, when someone realizes that they have a, a you know, a serious, a terminal illness, that that their um, that their incline inclination is is to is to help others. Yes, yes, so, very positive and wonderful thing. You know, could we talk a little bit because you've spent how how long was it in making the film? Just about three years, a little yes, over three you years. Spent three years coming to know uh, these women, yeah. and can we talk a little bit about? Because this is for both the people who, who want to offer comfort, you know, may not have uh, breast cancer themselves, but want to offer comfort without prying. And, and you mentioned earlier, people do want to sort of categorize things. They, if you look well, then you're better, you, you know. Be, you and, must be great. Uh, um, so what's a good approach if, if you really, you know, if it's not a close, close friend, right. but you'd like to offer a little right. comfort? Well, a couple of things, and I base this on what, 
these women had to say and also my own experiences and things I've read, um, it, it's okay to say, I'm so terribly sorry because that it, that's a really natural reaction. Mm -hmm. um, I always preferred it when people did not immediately jump in and start telling me stories about their own, my mother, my grandmother. That's, mm -hmm. at, at the moment you're sharing this news with someone, it's all about you and it needs to be all about you. Um, when you offer help, make that help specific. I'm going to make some dinners to bring over and put in your freezer. Uh, do you like chicken or meatloaf? And mm -hmm. do you have room in your freezer? Or how about if I take the kids to soccer practice two days next week? Or, you know, very specific kinds of things. I've but heard then, this whenever someone is, yeah. is ill. But then when it comes to asking about the illness, um, just being open if you truly want to talk about it. Do you want to talk about it a little bit or do you want me to talk about something else and completely distract you? Yes. Okay. Because so I, I don't want you to think I don't care, but I don't want to make you talk about it if that you're not comfortable doing that. So you, that sounds like a good plan. You really have to find your way through a little bit. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and then you could, I suppose, just add that, you know, I'm, I'm always at the end of the telephone. My door is always open. Yep. Yep. If, if yep. someone needs help. Right. Um, oh, okay. We're getting the five minute single. <laughs> okay. Tell us again, you can look on your local cable station for this film called living. And um, it is talking with living with uh, four women who have metastatic breast cancer. And the reality of this, I, I think you were telling me and we should tell other mm -hmm. people, the reality of this is that it does sometimes kill people. It does, and I, I would be less than forthcoming if I didn't let you know that two of the we've lost two of the women within the past year. And um, that was challenging for all of us, of course, but especially for the two survivors who, mm. um, you know, it's so arbitrary as to who has longer, longer terms with the disease and who does not. Um, but... It, it can't take away from their message of, of inspiration and hope and incredible strength. And they're just normal women. They're just regular people in extraordinary circumstances who are so willing to be so open about such personal life issues. It's the, the movie is called living. It's a 40 minute documentary. It's a chance to understand more perhaps to, to help you as you are uh, either dealing with the disease or, or loving someone who is. And um, you can see it, as I said, on your local cable. Mm -hmm. You can find it on YouTube. Um, and uh, we will get the, the link up as well. It's also on the, um, the healthcare uh, um, website. We want to thank you, Doria, for coming. We want to thank you for having me. And uh, for helping us to be a little bit more aware that um, there are a lot of people suffering and you may not even see it. You, right. so. Thanks so much, Gwen. Thank you for every all of you who joined us today. And we send a, the best wishes to everyone who is, is dealing with this. And hopefully someday we'll be able to be talking about the, the cure.